Get your fill of baseball news and beer reviews at foulballarea.com. Follow our blog for the latest news around the baseball world and read about some of our favorite ballpark beers. Tune into the podcast every Wednesday as we take a deep dive into the topics of the day. Stay connected by signing up for our mailing list or following us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Foulball Area. Now, here's today's episode of the Foulball Area Podcast with Matthew Atkins and Trey Lyle. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Atkins. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's edition of the podcast. I'm going solo on today's episode. Trey Lyle is not with me, but that's because it's a very special episode, and I think I'm a little late on this, but today we are going to be talking about the 2021 RCBL champion Newmarket Shockers. I got a message from a listener a couple of weeks ago saying they enjoyed our MLB content but they wished we would touch more on the RCBL like we used to. So this is for all the RCBL fans out there that still pay attention and follow along with the podcast. First off, thank you so much for continuing to listen to the podcast over the years. I really do appreciate your support and your listenership, and I hope you enjoy today's episode of Foul Ball Area. The New Market Shockers won their first RCBL championship in team history this year. They swept the Stewart's Draft Diamondbacks in the championship series. I believe they went undefeated throughout every round of the postseason. A really remarkable run by the Shockers in the postseason and a great season throughout the entire 2021 summer. They made the finals last year, but ultimately lost to the Broadway Bruins. They come back this year with a fantastic season, make it to the championship series, and beat the Stewart's Draft Diamondbacks four games to none. Joining me on the podcast today to talk about their championship is head coach of the New Market Shockers, Nolan Potts. Nolan, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. How are you doing? Good, Matt. Thanks for having me. Of course. You know, you, you win the RCBL championship. You got to come on the podcast. It's been a while since I've done any RCBL talk, but this is a, a big occasion, a big moment, especially because it's New Market's first championship in RCBL history. Has it sunk in yet that you guys are RCBL champions? It started to the last couple of days, um, but I'll tell you right after it happened and then the couple days after that no it was kind of surreal um just the fact you know all about the rcbo and how long it's been around and you know just the history behind it and knowing that we were the first team to do it in a really long time um made it that much more worthwhile but uh it's it's been a good uh you know been a good time celebrating and enjoying it with the guys and uh it's a good good way to end the summer with the school starting back up here soon for myself and as well as all the uh, college guys and high school guys we have on the roster what does it mean to you knowing that this team is bringing back the first championship in Shockers team history? I think it's the guys that haven't been around as long. So I've been there eight years and obviously our president, Lisa, a lot of our board members, um, they remember the last time that New Market won a championship. We even had people from the 1972 team were at the uh, game where we clinched the regular season title. Um, the last time that had ever happened so for the guys that are a little younger that are on the team i think it's one of those things where they're like well it's cool that we won but i don't think they see the significance in it um someone like me who's been around a little while longer um it means that much more because for years and years this is something that new market's been trying to achieve and just for us to be the team to do it um will hold a special place in RCBL history, and I think that's pretty cool when we look back on it years from now to know that this 2021 team was the one that was able to make it happen. 
And of course, you guys came pretty close last season, making it to the finals, ultimately losing to the Broadway Bruins when they won their first championship in quite a while. How how big was last year in helping you guys get there this season? What kind of motivation did that finals appearance in 2020 give you guys in 2021? I think it gave us all the motivation in the world. Um, we obviously ran into a buzzsaw with Broadway, and we thought we had a pretty good team last year, and we got to the finals, and we were competitive in a couple of those games and got walked off at JMU. But the guys that came back, um, as soon as that fourth game was over that we lost last year, it was, we're going to come back, we're going to make it to the finals, and this time we're going to win it. And that was kind of the mindset from last August all the way through the start of the regular season and then our postseason run that we made. It, the guys that come down and play, they want to win. Um, you know, it, Herm Edwards, both football coach, said you play to win the game. and That's kind of the mindset we had. If we're going to come down and we're going to play the game, then the ultimate goal is to win. And guys didn't take nights off and they were bought in the entire time that, hey, this year is going to be our year. And because that feeling last year, it kind of lingered for a while and left a sour taste in a lot of our mouths. And, uh, just that was the motivation we needed. And the guys kept it in mind all summer long and they were able to uh, pull it out there in the finals. Talking with Nolan Potts, the head coach of the 2021 RCBL champion Newmarket Shockers, you could argue that you guys have, you know, one of the the most dedicated teams in the RCBL. Given that you have so many players that live, you know, far away and have to make really long drives, not just to the away games, but even to your home games, it's a, a pretty good drive for some guys. What what? How do you keep guys, you know, bought in all season when they have to make those long drives throughout the season, and it is a, a long summer for them. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize that. So we don't have that many guys from Newmarket on the team. Um, a lot of them are coming from Winchester. Some are coming even further than that. Um, but to keep them bought in, it's not easy. Uh, there are some nights where guys just flat out say, hey, I'm, I don't feel like coming tonight. I, it's a long drive, and I, I don't have the gas money to do it. And I want to go to the beach. And I just say, look, as long as we've got enough to field a team that night, I don't really get on them that much because I remember when I was in college, money was tight, uh, you know, and they're driving some guys 45 minutes each way. And there's some nights where they, they don't, they don't want to spend the money to do it. And so the good news is we had a good group of guys who, you know, as a collective whole, were very dedicated. Even if there were some guys missing from time to time, um, we always seem to have enough to play, and we had enough guys there that were dedicated to winning a championship. And I think that's really what it boils down to is these guys truly believe that we could win the title this year. And when you have that feeling going in and you know you have a good team, um, that makes it a little easier to be motivated to come down to games and you know spend your weeknights, spend your weekends you know, in the car on 81, going up and down the valley uh, playing baseball. So, yeah, it's, it's a really great group of guys, and um, I'm just happy that, you know, all that driving and the time that goes into it, uh, we were able to prevail at the end of the year. So you said that last season in the finals, you ran into a, a buzzsaw in the Broadway Bruins. This year, the matchup was against the Stewart's Draft Diamondbacks, who are one of the most successful teams in the league in recent history, winning a whole bunch of championships in the 2010s. What, what was the mentality going into that series against Stewart's Draft, knowing that they had been there before they'd had that championship success? Uh, we had talked about it. Even when we played Bridgewater in the series before that, we said that championship mentality, you, know, you guys got Corbin Lucas, Derek Shiflett, Gray Scherfe, and guys who have been around the league a while who have the championship experience. And When it comes down to the playoffs, literally anything can happen. So we had talked about that in the series before, and then 
when we figured out we were going to play Stewart's draft, it was sort of the same thing. Like there's a rich history that goes into what they've done. And I know when I started in the league in 2014, that was the team to beat. And I just, the guys were, the guys were highly motivated to go down there and, uh, win this finals. I think that's what it really boils down to. And, you know, Les did a great job with that team this year. I think they won four games, five games last year, and they finished in third place this year. Um, and he was the coach of the year, and it was well-deserved. But oh, and they got some great players on that team. Zach Roberts, I don't know if we – I don't know how we got Zach Roberts out at all during the finals. I really don't. He's he's an unbelievable player. And you got guys like Will Haas and Jack Posick and Cody Bartley that hit in the middle of that order. And Terrell Thompson's been there a while. And it was a tough matchup. And we knew going in – um, it was going to be a slugfest. They can really hit. Um, luckily for us, we just hit a little bit better. and We got some good pitching from uh, you know, the veteran on the team, Kirk Messick, and it, it ended up being a sweep for us. But it wasn't an easy sweep by any means. A couple of those games were really went down to the last out. Speaking of Kirk Messick, at 35 years old, he wins the RCBL Pitcher of the Year Award. How cool was that for him to take home that award uh, such a veteran in the league when there's so many young guys coming in the league every year. I'm really happy for him. I really am. Um, he's an unbelievable person, and the stuff he does behind the scenes for our team, the stuff he does to help me out with the coaching that I do. Um, we had talked about it at the beginning of the year. He had a couple good starts, and we're like, hey, you know, if you put a couple of those together, you got a shot. And he just pitched well all year. I, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, was there a time where he really got hit hard or gave up a bunch of runs? And I'm, it, nothing's coming to me. Um, and so he won, a, he won a pitcher of the year in 2006, so he was 20. And to see him 15 years later and really have a different pitching style than a lot of the guys you come across in this league, you know, he doesn't throw very hard, um, but he's able to mix his pitches in. He locates, he knows how to get batters out in a, you know, we're in an era now where guys just want to throw hard and try to blow it by people. Kirk doesn't do that. And it was it was refreshing to see, and I'm just really happy that he was able to win a championship because all this time in the RCBL, he's been in 18 years, he had never won the title. Um, so for us to be able to do that for him and for him to play such a key piece to our success, um, really <laughs> one of the highlights of the summer to see him do so well and then to see um, him win his first title after being in the league for so long. I heard that you got some playing time too as well. I heard in game two, you came into the game and ended up driving in the, the winning run in game two of the finals. So what, what led to that decision of you getting in the game and how did that feel getting that game winning hit? Oh, it felt great. I'm not going to lie. It felt good, but it was one of those situations we were shorthanded. Um, we really didn't have a lot of subs and we had a straight nine. And in that spot in the order, we had a pitcher coming up who really hadn't hit, you know, in a couple of years. And, you know, I take batting practice for the game because you never know. Um, and I enjoy playing still when I get the opportunity. But, you know, the opportunity presented itself. It was, you know, I had to make a choice whether it's going to be me who takes batting practice consistently or is it going to be a pitcher who, you know, doesn't hasn't hit in a couple of years. And, and they had a they had an all-star pitcher on the mound. He started the all-star game. And I went up there and I said, hey, i got to put the ball in play and hope something happens. And I was able to find a hole and drive the guy in from third. And we were able to hold on there in the bottom of the ninth and win it. So, very uh wasn't expecting it but um happy i was able to contribute in other ways other than you know just making substitutions coaching third base things like that because i genuinely enjoy playing still um but it's you know we got the win and that's what i was most excited about was we were able to come back from five runs down in the ninth i think we're no i'm sorry we're down four it was nine to five we started the inning we were able to come back on the road in championship series against a good team and win it so that was a surreal uh feeling as well yeah, I'm sure that's a 
that's a huge moment. Uh, last one for you, Nolan. I know it's only been about a week since the last game of the finals, and you know you got a lot of stuff going on. You get, like you said, getting ready for school to start here coming up soon. But looking at the 2022 Shockers, do you have any idea of what that team's going to look like? How many guys will come back next year for the RCBL season? So if you just take a poll of the guys that were at the final game, most of them say they're coming back. But there's so much time between you know a week, you know, middle of August to. May next year where things can change. I'm hoping we can get the majority of the guys back. I've got a feeling that there's a few of them that are either going to take the summer off or might go play in the Valley League or just do something else with their time. But I think the majority of them will be back. And that's a great feeling for me as a coach, knowing that, hey, I don't need to do as much replacing of players because this year, I mean, we we lost Daryl Thompson to the Frontier League. When we were the only show in town, we had some guys that played that weren't around this summer with Daryl. Colt Harlow took the summer off. We had a couple other pitchers who needed to rest their arms from college ball. And, but I think most of them will be back, and that will hopefully make my life a little easier in the coming months as far as recruiting and trying to replace guys. But if we can get most of them back, um, I feel really good about going into 2022, and it'll add a little more excitement, you know, trying to trying to repeat because that's ultimately our goal is we don't want this to be a one-year wonder and then, that's it. Um, we got into the top of the mountain, and now it's up to us to find a way to stay on top and take everybody's best punches and find a way to bring another title to Newmarket uh, next summer. For sure, for sure. All right, well, Nolan, once again, congratulations on winning the 2021 RCBL Championship, and thanks for giving us some time today. Yeah, Matt, anytime. Thank you. Thanks again to Nolan for joining me on today's episode of the podcast to break down the 2021 Newmarket Shockers season and their championship series victory over the Stewart's Draft Diamondbacks. Again, it is their first championship in team history, a very big moment for the new market Shockers. Very happy for all the players, the coaches, the management, and the whole organization up there in New Market. Very exciting time for them winning this championship. Don't have too much else to talk about on today's episode of the podcast. Trey will be back with me later in the week for our normal episode of foul ball area. But I do want to say this real quick. The Atlanta Braves are in first place in the National League East. They have sole possession of first place for the first time this season, at least when I'm recording this on Monday afternoon. That could change by the time you guys listen on Tuesday, but they're in first place. They, or last week, they were tied for first place, but now they have sole possession of first place after they swept the Nationals over the weekend. The Mets got swept by the Dodgers, and the Phillies lost to the Reds on Sundays. The Braves are atop the National League East for the first time all season. I got to say, as a Braves fan, I did not expect to see this. I really was ready to write them off. I didn't think there was any way they were going to turn things around. When Ronald Acuna Jr. went down with his torn ACL right before the All-Star break, I thought the season was done. I thought it was over. But they have really been turning it on recently. Ozzie Albies is the hottest hitter in the league right now. Freddie Freeman is having a good year. They got Adam Duvall and Jorge Soler at the All- or at the trade deadline, and they have made big impacts on the team so far the Atlanta Braves are the hottest team in baseball right now and I'm saying that unbiased that is my unbiased opinion I know I am a huge Atlanta Braves fan I'm a homer sometimes but that is my unbiased opinion they are the hottest team in Major League Baseball and if they keep playing like this they're going to make the postseason and they could be a team to be reckoned with in the playoffs this year that's my 100% unbiased professional baseball opinion That's all I've got for today's episode of the podcast. Like I said, we'll be back later this week for our normal weekly episode of Foul Ball Area. Trey Lyle will be joining me. 
and we'll break down everything going on around Major League Baseball, everything you need to know in the world of baseball. Thank you all for listening. Thanks again to Nolan Potts for joining me on today's episode of the podcast. We'll see you all later. Thanks for listening to the Foul Ball Area Podcast. Make sure to leave a review and a rating wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so you get new episodes as soon as they come out. Thank you.